Have you ever had those moments where you keep butting heads with someone else, arguing about something that can't get resolved? You feel frustrated, angry, maybe gridlocked. The more you engage, the worse it gets. Let's talk about how you can deal with it and the best way to move through it constructively and achieve what you want. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back, and thank you so much for all the positive feedback on the recent episodes. I'm excited about additional amazing guests that I'm bringing to you in the future. In the meantime, this is an episode I can't not do. Sometimes I hesitate on some of the topics I could cover on the podcast because I serve a broad leadership audience, and I'm always trying to land on topics that most people find valuable. This one, I think, is a clear fit because it's really common for leaders and difficult to deal with for most people. So just over the past few months, I've been working with a variety of clients in different industries, but the common challenge for many of them has been extreme tension or conflict in a professional relationship that's creating problems. So what do you do when you butt heads with someone? And of course, There could be a lot of reasons why it's happening and different approaches that you can take to try to resolve it. There's not a one-size-fits-all solution. I think there are a lot of factors to consider, like the reporting structure of your organization, how long the problem has been going on, political factors in your organization, uh, the potential bigger impact of the problem, and then there are personal factors to consider as well, like your own ability to deal with conflict your behavioral and communication style, which is something I help people gain greater awareness about. Um, It's always interesting to see people who are naturally more confrontational, and they don't even sense that there's a conflict or a problem because they're just more comfortable in that mode compared to other people who might be hypersensitive or find engaging with that person to be extremely difficult. One thing I can assure you, If you are experiencing some kind of conflict or disconnect with someone else in your organization, it's not just affecting you or the two of you. There's a ripple effect. Other people are impacted by it, maybe in ways that you don't even know. So it's important to resolve the situation as soon as you can for your sake and the sake of your team and business or organization. So I want to break it down into some specific areas that you can check today as you listen, especially if you happen to be in the midst of some kind of entanglement or destructive disagreement or challenging relationship with another person at work so that you can get clear on where the problem really lies and take steps to address it in the best way. So I like to think about it as uh, taking a look at the what and the why and the how and the way. So the what is the goal or the outcome that you want to achieve and to understand why that's important. So think about how clear you are about that. What are you really trying to achieve if you're in some kind of disagreement or conflict with someone else? For example, do you want to grow your organization? Most businesses want to grow. Some don't. They want to hold steady, at least for now. Maybe they're stabilizing. But let's assume for this example that you want to grow the business and to understand why that's important. 
maybe because you're noticing a technology trend and you want to jump on it, or you see a competitive threat, so you want to get ahead of it. Um, So are you clear on that growth goal and what that looks like as everyone, or at least the two of you who might be in conflict, do you agree on that? So if, if you do have agreement, then the problem could be with the how, how you go about achieving that goal. So taking that same example, let's assume that you do have a growth goal, but there are different ways you can go about it. You might go about that through merging with another firm or business or by acquiring another firm or business. You can grow by hiring more people or by investing in more resources. There are just a lot of different ways that you can go about it. So there could be disagreement or conflict about the how. And then there are other related questions to consider, you know, like what would the organizational structure need to look like? What needs to change? So again, going back to the what you're trying to accomplish, you know, that growth goal may be clear, but there could be differences in how you go about achieving it. You're not on the same page. So take a quick pause here and ask yourself, what's a goal that we have as a team that we're working toward? Does everyone understand what that goal is and why it's important and how we're going about achieving it? Is that really clear? Do you think everyone understands that? It's just a good exercise to do to put that in your own context, to think of your own example in real time. Let's say both of the what and the how are clear. You agree on what you want to do, accomplishing your growth goal, and the how. There still could be conflict in ways in which you go about doing that. You know, power struggles. A power struggle is a common scenario where one person wants to take the lead in making that happen. Maybe another person thinks they should be in charge. And what can be especially challenging are when people can't get along in that process. Clients often refer to these episodes as personality clashes. So the problem is in how people are engaging with each other. It's their behavior or their communication style. Sometimes a person is disrespectful or aggressive or passive aggressive, demeaning, rude, unprofessional. So this is especially difficult to deal with if you have someone who's showing those behaviors. And there are so many examples of how destructive those behaviors are when someone refuses to behave in the way they need to, to get best results. So that's why I like putting emphasis on the way in which you're showing up, the way in which you're engaging with each other. You might have clarity around your big goal and strategy, but someone on your team who just refuses to work with you or others on your team is a problem. They think their way is best. So that's a whole different challenge. And one you can work through by clarifying or resetting expectations about how you agree to work together. And if the person still refuses, that becomes a performance issue, or the person just may not be the best fit for the role. And so something needs to change there, get the right person in the right role. But before you make that determination, again, check to be sure that there's clarity about the first two elements, the what and the how. And you may think the what is clear, you know, that the ultimate goal is clear to everyone. Some people argue that they're doing what they're doing because they believe in the mission or the vision of the organization. But that can also be a subjective view, especially when the mission and vision are extremely broad, which is typically the case. I don't think I've ever done consulting work with an organization that didn't have some form of a vision statement that says they want to be the quote unquote leader in their field. 
They say, we want to be the leader in, you know, fill in the blank. (laughs) So what does that mean? What does that really mean? People need help understanding how that translates into specific goals and actions. You know, the what, what it is that they're ultimately trying to do and how they'll go about doing it. Regardless, there should still be cultural norms established about how people agree to work together, period. And that includes the behaviors and the communication and even guidelines for resolving conflict or disagreements. So if you happen to be part of a larger organization, I encourage you to do that at a team level, even if if the larger organization isn't doing that. Determine how you all will agree to work together at your best. And one last thing to consider, which is really important. Sometimes you'll experience someone who just doesn't like you for whatever reason. When I was brand new in my speaking career, I remember listening to a very experienced professional speaker. And he explained, it's not that some people won't like your talk. They may not like you just because of your earrings or what you're wearing. He was making the point about how futile it is to try to appeal to everyone and to just speak about what you care about. So in your case or in mine, it could be judging you based on where you're from, the tone of your voice. The accent, which I've learned over the years, you know, I've, I've mentioned before on other podcasts, I felt judged by my Southern accent when I was younger, and I've modified it over the years. I was really sensitive about that. People may judge you for your religious or political views. They may resent you because of a role that you're in. So a couple of reminders about that. One, you can't control what they think about you. Just make sure you're not imposing your own beliefs or views on other people. Keep your focus on why you're there, the ultimate goal you're trying to achieve, that's the bigger picture, and refocus your own energy on more positive things and thoughts. Most of the time, you have to be the one to create a shift of some kind in yourself, regardless of what the other person is doing or thinking about you. You have to resolve to go to a higher place, so to speak, to view the situation through a different lens and to operate from your own sense of values. You have to show up as the who you really are and want to be. So be a good who, just be you. That that should probably be a slogan. (laughs) That's one of the most difficult things I've found when dealing with people who criticize you or confront you in situations when you may feel like you're being dealt with unprofessionally or even attacked in some way. This can happen when someone is under extreme stress or, you know, when someone just can't self-regulate for whatever reason. So in those moments, Stay calm. Know that you don't have to respond right away. Disengage if you have to. Model the way in which you'd like to be treated. This is their issue. It has nothing to do with you. I want to say that again. It has nothing to do with you. They may have become triggered in some way. They might be taking it out on you, but you can be the best version of yourself when you ask yourself who you want to be in that experience and who you're committed to being just as a human being. So it might help you to take a pause when you think you're in the midst of a conflict or you know, really challenging disagreement. Check for clarity by asking these questions. Are we clear about what outcome we're trying to achieve and why? And if so, how clear are we about how we're going to achieve it and the way we will work together? I always like adding at our best to go about doing that. And then the last question is a personal question to ask yourself, who do I want to be in this moment? You get to choose. Many experts believe issues we experience as adults stem from childhood needs, desires, wounds, family dynamics that a person has experienced. So 
So know that people are responsible for themselves. That is their own journey. You are on your own leadership and life journey. And I'm so glad you're letting me be just a small part of it along the way. I often remind my clients and myself when experiencing a person in the workplace that's so unsettling that it's a growth opportunity. And it truly is. I can actually strengthen myself in some way. And you can too. So as I wrap up today's episode, I want to leave you with a reminder that conflict is not a sign of weakness, but an opportunity for growth. Embrace those moments as chances to strengthen your relationships, foster better understanding, and ultimately drive positive change. And remember, as a leader, your ability to navigate through disagreement with grace and integrity can inspire your team and propel your organization forward. So keep your cool because you are cool and stay focused, never underestimating the power you have to be a positive influence. Thanks for listening. Let me know if I can help and be confident that you can resolve more conflicts constructively when they arise so you can keep doing the real work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.